Parental discretion is advised. What is up, guys? This week on the Wrestling Mayhem Show, we talk to Ring of Honor and Chikara entrance theme composer Kenny Pickett. Uh, we talk about Ryback. We talk about what would happen if Cena was broken. What is, what is a TNA Live Impact like? The magic of a heel turn. All that, and we're joined for the entire show by our very special guest, Matt Carlin. This is a good one, folks. Stick around. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show number 367, right? Is that right? Is that what it says? Hey. Uh, hey, I am so glad to see you. I am so glad we've arrived to the beginning of this show. Check out Gold if you want to know what the hell I'm talking about. But this is the Wrestling Mayhem Show coming at you from the Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where wrestling was made. No, that's not true, but it should have been. Uh, with me, as usual, is the man from the cave, from the lower bows of the Allegheny River, Papa LB, DJ Lunchbox. How you doing? That's right, folks. I'm coming to you live from the Sophie Masloff safe house uh, <laughs> under the heart of the three rivers, uh, many, many fathoms under the sea. Uh, I, uh, I had a backup in my plumbing, you may have noticed last week, and the fountain in the point was working. Sorry about that. Probably won't happen again. <laughs> this is the Wrestling Mayhem Show, and it's a uh, magnificent time. I just burped. Uh, joining us also this week... From the hot, hot, hot state of Texas, United States, WrestleFan. What's up, WrestleFan? It, I, I'm doing awesome. It is, a, it is a hot, hot state. We did get a huge thunderstorm, though, last night, which scared the shit out of me because I don't know why, like, water was falling from the sky. I think, I think, I think the world's coming to an end, guys. It's, it's the devil's work. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's Wrestling Mayhem Show time. I'm excited, and I'm super, super excited because we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Right now, he is our pal in the mainstream media, going to the not-so-mainstream media this week, uh, Mr. Matt Carlin. Matt, how are you doing? Damn right. Great to be here, Russell fan. I've climbed down from my ivory tower, high atop, the highest of the high of the mainstream media, to crawl down here and wallow in the muck and the mire of the dirty underground of the internet podcasting community. I'm in way over my head. But brought HBK with me. I got some backup. Thanks HBK. for having me, Sorg. No I'm problem. So excited. <laughs> no it problem. Like, it seemed like HBK is watching your back and possibly some other things. I, I don't know. He's got a look in his eyes. I'm kind of scared. He's pondering. He's pondering. Just strike the pose right there. And either way, through all that, I think I have a new description for the podcast and iTunes. Hey, guys, this is the Wrestling Mayhem Show at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. If you found it, it's probably on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blip TV, Roku, or YouTube. Or you can go to any of those things at whatever if works you, for you If you best. found us on any of the other, anything else besides those things, that's not us. <laughs> that's not us. We, this, is, this is a fraud. This is the pirated version of this Creative Commons podcast. Uh, but you can also drop a line and let us know about your pirating ways at good times. Good times. Good times. 
times. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com at 412-206-WMS0. Or you can buy the app WMS Gold on your iPhone or uh, Android device, iOS App Store, and Amazon App Stores. Uh, it gives you quick access to all the episodes uh, audio-wise. Uh, the uh, WMS Gold bonus material that we do every week. Some fantastic stuff this week and some frustrating stuff this week. Um, and all that. And it supports the show. We got a check from all of you that bought it mid last year just oh now uh so if you bought it now you'll buy me a hot dog in about a year uh so <laughs> we're taking every we're counts. taking everybody to burger king um Woo, burger king party <laughs> burger king party but the dollar menu um and of course we're going to start the show the only way we know how when we figure out how to start the show uh with the fan mail who's got the first one I'll do it. All right. Uh, what? Oh, you're fighting? Fucker. God no, damn it, Wrestle Fan. Do you want to do it in the God order? God damn it, Wrestle Fan. I, I think I... Lunchbox, you can take it. You can take it, Lunchbox. Take it. 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 Ya estoy de valuta de unas manquistadas. Vacciones del México por lo que vamos el jabal de la lucha libre. Monday Night Raw fue bastante correctamente, pero le fableata algo. No puedo poner mi dedo en la laga. Oh, lo sé, sin cara. WWE. Traer de vuelta el gran luchador pronto. ¡Ole! ¡Ole! Wait, wait one second. I lost my spot. <laughs> the spot that says Google Translate. Google Translate. <laughs> Hello, friends. It's me. It's me. It's El Gran Azul. I'm back from a much-needed vacation in Mexico, so let's talk about the wrestling. Monday Night Raw was quite alright, but it was missing something. I can't put my finger on it. Oh, I know. Sin Cara! WWE, please bring back the great wrestler soon. Ole! Ole! Why do you sound like a vampire? Yeah, I, I realized there was a little uh, Transylvanian in my accent <laughs> there. Don't fucking judge me, Sorg. I was doing all right, my best. All right, all it's right. the first time I ever did it. Sure. I was hoping it'd be like Jesse the Body Ventura when I would discover it talent i didn't know i had <laughs> uh, what, do you, gorilla? what do you got wrestle fan uh, i got i got one from our good friend mad mike who sends in a, a email saying greetings mayhemers hey just a couple quick notes so sorry that was the impact that you saw live because it was a stinker of a show from my vantage point Two knockouts matches, nothing but mid-carders, and Sting and Hogan literally redoing an angle from 1998 in WCW does not a good show make, regardless of how much Christopher Daniels is on it. The only good part was the Saban promo package. Hope hope he didn't get injure himself again. Yeah, he didn't, actually. No? That promo package. I, Can, I'm, I'm, should, he, should I insert now? Um, it was a fantastic show. We'll get, probably get a little bit more on the roundtable. Um, it looked like it was fun. It was way better in person than watching on TV, probably, then. Uh, really good women's matches. Like, like, like we were entertained by all of them. Uh, I mean, the worst yeah, thing was cool. anything involving Robbie E., really. But it was fine. Hmm. It was just fine. 
It was all dandy. Uh, it was worth on. it was worth the hour and a half drive and free tickets. That 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 that'll do it. And five dollar Mountain Dews. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, as far as Rocco, nice to, nice to see that Ryback has gone full Goldberg. You never go full Goldberg. I like the Caitlyn secret admirer gimmick thing, although if, if it turns out to be fucking Hornswoggle or his Bizarro clone wrestle fan, I'm fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope AJ and Caitlyn have an Extreme Rules match at the pay-per-view. They deserve a big stage. I'm glad the Columbus crowd didn't boo Cena with the Make-A-Wish kids. That was a really cool moment and the reason I can never really hate Cena. Although, Nick the Stitch should have been nicknamed Nicky Flash because, as we all know, Nick Nicky rhymes with Flash. What? Although that first match was fucking hilarious. Oh, sorry. Also, that first match was fucking hilarious. And it's exactly something like I would have booked for those three characters. And the latter match should be a great match. White Alchemist, ending transmission. Hmm, I can handle this one from Alex. Cars. Howdy, ten presenters. This is your your boy Alex Cars with a question. Last week's interview with Tom Filzinger got me thinking of that always fun hobby known as e-fetting, a.k.a. fantasy wrestling. With that in mind, Mayhemers, I was curious, have any of you partaken in this hobby, whether online or play-by-mail or whatever else? Uh, Does backyard wrestling count? (laughs) <laughs> sort of e-fetting. Uh, I, I think I don't think I think that uh, eliminates the e from e-fetting. I see, I see. I, I have not. I've actually not. Um, I I haven't. I guess necessarily officially. Um, the closest thing that I came to e-fetting was like when I was like ten or so. I used to like like write out these like wrestling cards that I would book, and like not to like post online or anything because. I, the internet really wasn't that big, but like just to like type out and print out. Like I used to book like uh, reunion ECW shows that were the most clusterfuck like bullshit ever. So they're <laughs> just like a real a reunion ECW show. Yeah, it's like I, yeah. it's like oh, I'm gonna reinvent ECW, and and this is me being ten years old, uh, first discovering ECW. I think I booked like the main event was like a six way match. Which is all these random heavy uh, top level guys in that, there? That no sounds accurate. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the closest thing I ever came to e-fetting. I didn't do it like officially, like online or anything. But mm-hmm. anybody else? Anybody else? Uh, I used to do it with my action figures quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And we've engaged in some rampant speculation, like wouldn't it be cool if this happened here on the show? But I think that's more armchair quarterbacking. I think they call it than uh, than e-fetting. Mm. Uh, no, Riz. ACH wasn't a thing back then. It was in WrestleFan's heart. What about you, Matt? You ever partake in any uh, fantasy booking or e-fetting? I think the uh, closest I've ever gotten was kind of what WrestleFan was talking about, except uh, I think we were all in college and we would get drunk at the bar at night and kind of invent our own wrestling gimmicks. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of funny because I was talking to one of my buddies, Jack, uh, earlier this week, and we were reminiscing about one of, our, one of my favorite uh, made-up wrestling gimmicks, which was the... Um, the stressed-out soccer dad who would um, drive into the arena in a minivan as if he were <laughs> Alberto Del Rio, except he's in a minivan full of screaming bratty kids and dominate matches for the most part until Susie needs her diaper changed or something like that, and he would have to go out of the <laughs> ring and, and scold the kids and then get back into the ring and keep wrestling. And then it could extrapolate along that way where the kids start passing him steel chairs out of the minivan and during his hardcore matches and things like that. But no, I have never taken part in an e-fed. That's the answer to your question. But 
And then I just had to take advantage of that opportunity to throw that out there for you. And then, man, Mike, uh, I actually responded in the email uh, thread. Uh, he still he still does in a forum. He's been a part of for over ten years, actually. So, um, and 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 wrestle fan, nobody cares about your rain stories. Yeah, because that was Texas an amazing Anarch- delay on the yeah, feed. Texas Anarchy's on a super super delay. Wow. Um, anyways, over at live.sorgatronmedia.com, sometimes it doesn't work so well either. Um, excellent, excellent. So, uh, uh, who wants uh, the Rizmail? I'll do it. All right. I already have uh, another one. Oh, yeah, in the pipeline. Yes, it's for you. Uh, the Rizmail. WMS! Hmm. I don't really have much to say about wrestling and stuff, but I found something interesting. Ever notice whenever someone's FaceTime gets too old? So much so that we dislike him with a passion? Why is it the very first thing we say about him is, you know what he needs to do? He needs to go heal. John Cena, Randy Orton, and to a certain extent Sheamus are at this stage of the game, and WWE knows you want them to turn heel. What's going to happen when John Cena or Randy Orton or Zack Ryder turn heel? WWE knows. WWE... WWE knows that you want John Cena to turn heel. They know that Randy Orton as a face isn't the best thing in the world. They know that Kane as a face is a pussy and that him as a heel would cause the monster to come loose. Dot, dot, dot. WWE knows. WWE also knows that when that happens, and probably with the exception of Cena, will happen, more people will like another heel. Yes, Randy Orton as a heel would be awesome. However, Randy Orton as a heel would also make people enjoy Randy Orton and counterbalance the people who dislike Randy Orton. Yes, John Cena as the new Hulk Hogan leading the new New World Order with the shield would be cool. You know what that what reaction you would see with the kids cheering and adult males booing? It's going to be reversed, and you're going to still and you're still going to have that hot crowd that everyone talks about whenever he comes out to a mixed reaction. Yes, Zack Ryder as a heel would. Nah. Also, little little advice from Riz to you: if you want to turn heel. Wear a black beanie and grow some stubble. Riz rules. I would disagree with that last statement. I love how he turned like like heel booking into a like a word problem. <laughs> a word problem. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. <laughs> LB, is it time? It's time. It's me. It's me. It's Big PVC, fan of the year. Complain, whine, ugh, he can't spell, he has weird font, blah, blah, blah. Okay, <laughs> wrestling stuff happened, started new job this week, so questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you could make a all-time favorite Four Corners tag team match with teams of two at each corner, uh, which all-time favorite tag teams would you choose? Heart Foundation versus Owen Hart and Yokozuna versus Harlem Heat versus Kaz and Christopher Daniels. Wow. So, till next week, it's me. It's me. It's a big PPC sent from the Ethereum. There you go. So, what would you pick, LB? Uh, let's see here. Uh, the old Steiner Brothers. Uh,. Sabu and RVD. Uh, yeah, Heart Foundation. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, Terry Funk and uh, 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 Mankind. 
Or Chainsaw Charlie or Chainsaw, yeah, whatever. Chainsaw Charlie. Just okay. fucking put put those two together. Okay. In any any gimmick they feel like doing that day. I'm feeling uh, some hard foundation demolition uh, Dudleys, and oh, I'm having trouble with that last one. Uh, I forgot about oh, edging. Oh, 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 how about some Harlem Heat? Oh, that's, good. that's a good one. Russell fan. Mine would be uh, Road Warriors, Dudley Boys, uh, Team Road Scholar. I really love what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I'm going to go ECW and I'm going to say the Eliminators. Nice. There you go. Matt? You know, I, I oh. actually forgot about someone. I want to throw in uh, Techno Team 2000. <laughs> <laughs> no match is complete without Techno Team 2000. True, true. Matt? Which means every match but four. Oh, let's see. I'll see your Techno Team 2000. I'll take uh, Los Vianos. Wow. Yes! And um, like... I will then get serious and I will say Harlem Heat. I will say the Dudleys. I'll go with uh, Vintage Eliminators as the fourth team. Wow. I had a discussion about Los Villanos this weekend. God, I love the Villanos. Wasn't it like Villano 4 and 5, like a yes. random those, number those like that? Those are the best ones. That's, those <laughs> 4 are the best and 5 machines. were the best numbers. I forgot the machines. The machines. Yep. Yeah. Machines were the best gimmick ever. Um, excellent, and I think uh, that is all. You know, let's. Uh, we do have another one from AJ, but let's uh, hold that over to the discussion later on. Uh, so I think that is the actual email. So let go to the voicemails. Now we had a pretty good selection of them this week. Um, I have like three from yesterday. All right, this is the one. This is this is one from last Thursday. So so you know the context here. Maybe. Possibly. Oh, I got to do that thing. Sorry. <laughs> it is blow fucking diggity. Now, thank you much, Fox, for your uh, oh, well I got done impression two weeks ago. I haven't listened that often. I've been dealing with pants filled with poop. Not mine. It's child's. And <laughs> Glad to clarify. It's a lot to keep up with. So what, what, what's going on here? Oh, no. Hold on, I'm turning off Twitter so it doesn't happen again. So, so Phil, <laughs> so I, uh, oh, there we go. That will okay. change soon. Not right now. But let me let me jump into this real quick. I have problems not doing wrestling moves to my son. <laughs> like, I have to like force my brain to go. No, he's not old enough yet. Case in point. <laughs> Uh, baby onesies have a lot of snaps and they open like across the chest because putting a shirt over a baby's head is the worst. Right? It is the worst thing in the world. Because you feel like you're going to snap their neck and suffocate them at the same time. So, dear clothing makers, stop doing that. But anyways, uh, the snaps open and it takes all of me to not like hush the entire room like Big Show would and like smack them in the chest. Like, oh, if you want to do it, I, I can't. I know I shouldn't and I don't. Because I am a dad. Like confession. It's a good way to not have a baby anymore. Chat, every time I just want to go, shh, smack. And I, and I don't. I don't. Um, but it's, it's, it's real hard. It is really hard. Uh, wrestling was uh, fun or stupid this week. I can't remember. No, it was stupid last week. It was kind of fun this week. Uh, William <laughs> Regal deserves everything in the world. Um, and then, uh, 
obviously. You're going to listen to this next week. So uh, I can't believe that guy did that thing. That was stupid. Why did they do that thing? But that other thing was pretty sweet. But that other thing was really dumb, and I, they really need to stop doing that. Okay, bye. But left dignity. The F is for uh, diapers filled with shit. Shit, <laughs> I tell you. Shit. There was Bye. There, I was going to say, so I would like to say there's no acting advice, there, but Phil does have an F. Uh, what's that, Matt? So, I, I want to offer, bo- 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 <clears throat> offer Bo Diggity a little parenting advice, as I am a, uh, what you would call a veteran parent of two boys. Um, listen, Bo Diggity, wrestling moves to your kids right now, no good. Too young. But tell you what. Three years old, four years old, five years old, you're going to be chucking them around the room like they're Rey Mysterio and your big band beta. It's going to kick ass, buddy. You're going to love every minute of it. I give my three-year-old about three or four AAs every day. Um, uh, the six-year-old learned to fight back a little bit, goes and gets like the, the foreign objects. But Bo Diggity, believe me, wrestling moves on the kids. Just give it a couple years. You're going to enjoy every minute of it. Amazing. Excellent. I, 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 I sometimes perform moves on my chihuahua. Oh. Strong. I tried to do that before with my uh, Boston Bowl. Doesn't work. Fucking This is where he gets cut off, and then he calls back. <laughs> does he re? Does he redo the woo? I don't know, but and then I got like two more from him. This can't be accurate. Sure, it is. Hold on, no, I'm this sure it's a, good. This isn't right. This isn't right. This is the wrong order. I don't know. And I sent me two at like the same time. Huh. He's both diggity. He's full of magic.
Foley. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not angry at Foley, but he does make a point. Like they brought out the thing with Foley, like they brought him out for no reason. They brought him out because he had a DVD out, and somehow they're like, "We're going to try to make this relate to John Cena versus Ryback." Uh, he's around because there's, he's doing Saturday morning slam spots. Uh, no, that's, but they don't even they even mention Saturday morning slam when he was out there. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying he's around, so they're going to use oh, him. Oh, there's every right to be around. It's not in segments. <laughs> wait, wait. What, what's this? What does this turn into? Like him not having a right to be around? I don't understand what you... what's happening right now. Matt, I, Matt your I thoughts? Would prefer him, Are I would we talking prefer about him. Mick Foley's Look, The problem with Foley is that of all the partner? guys from that Attitude Era, he's the one who keeps coming back over and over again. He's the one who won't go away. He True. keeps coming back, even when you don't want him there. It's just... And they keep dragging him back, and I guess Mick's a good company guy, and he'll keep doing these things for them as he goes along. But the law of diminishing returns is, like, way, way, way down the road by this point. It would mean a lot more if they were more spaced out, and mm-hmm. he actually came back when he could add something to a storyline that, you know, does in some way, you know, relate to him or deal with him. You well, know, yeah, that, you could say that about any single wrestler on the roster, but sometimes well, yeah. they just fucking show up. Seamus, <laughs> for instance. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Seamus. No, I want to get you started on Seamus. Let's talk about how he's a big, pale fucking asshole. He's a yeah, huge I think he's, I think he's the top heel in the company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really what, did, what did Mark Henry do last night? When's the last That's, time Seamus did something nice? Yeah. To anybody. When was the last time Seamus helped an old lady across the street? I'm not saying he has to help old ladies across the street, but he did a douchey thing last night, Sorg. Yes, he did. Guys, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. The greatest trick that Seamus Pale Devil ever pulled was convincing the world he was a face. What the fuck? Guys, I'm so on that note, On that note, we're going to toss to this. We'll get a DVD coming up and uh, a very musical interview. Hey guys, back again. Uh, go check out those DVDs over at sorgatronmedia.com slash store, of course. It is interview time, guys. Woo. That's the happy sounds. That's where you get happy. Yeah. Like, we don't have a studio audience. I can't get applause. Can I get some yays from the yeah. guys? That, yeah! Uh, let's talk to people. Let's talk to people. <laughs> let's talk to people. Let's try to be social. Let's attempt to be social with, with new people. Uh, tonight we have joining us a very special lady. I just was talking about these guys. Last week we had uh, uh, Tom Philsinger of Philsinger Games, who, uh, among other things, does the uh, Chikara and Ring of Honor uh, card games. And we have somebody else this week that has a similar connection to those two groups. Not, okay, not similar. You'll get the idea. Kenny Pickett. Well, let's have him tell us what exactly he does. He's a musician... Etc. Songwriter, I imagine, and That's all right. that kind of stuff. Tell us, tell us, who is Kenny Pickett? 
Well, my name is Kenny Pickett, as you've covered already. I uh, write theme songs for Chikara and uh, sometimes Ring of Honor, not as often as I'd like, but Mm -hmm. uh, mostly Chikara. I uh, went to Berklee College of Music, and uh, I live in New York, and I uh, write my own songs as well, as you'll find out later in the interview, I'm assuming. Excellent, excellent. Now, so how how did you get connected uh, uh, with the, the, the wrestling angle? Uh, originally, uh, I had a friend who was working as a referee for Ring of Honor, and he works uh, for NWA Hollywood now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got me my first uh, writing gig for Ring of Honor, which was actually for Brian Danielson. Nice. Uh, when they shifted over to TV and he couldn't use the final countdown anymore that he'd been using. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Europe, everybody knows the final <laughs> countdown. So I had to make just the knockoff version of just like a sound alike of something that would sound enough like the final countdown, but not get them sued. So I remember, uh, doing it and then reading the ring of honor results in like some, you know, dirt sheets later. And it was, uh, the one comment was, uh, Brian Danielson debuted tonight with a new theme song, which everyone was openly against. in the uh, crowd. <laughs> So that was, it. And, and, for you. yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> The, hey, I'm looking for a reaction, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. better, better that they boo than uh, sat on their hands. Yeah, but I think the stack was against <laughs> you because I think I read those same. I, I remember reading, uh, reading those reports when they first went on TV. And yep. It was like, it's one of those things. Like everybody wants the songs they know from the yeah. indies and everything, and you just cannot do that, especially on their level on TV. It, uh, like, it's so tough. <clears throat> like I, I've read it, some people on the internet now with uh, the colony in Chikara, they had you know ants marching by the Dave Matthews Band, which was hilarious mm-hmm. as their uh, theme song, <laughs> and I had to do a, a sound alike to that, and everyone was like, "This isn't the same thing." Like, yeah, but you know, I'm not I'm not paying Dave Matthews uh, you know twenty thousand dollars to, yeah, to have yeah. some ants wrestle for twenty minutes. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I know I read recently that it, it, you know I didn't watch ECW a lot like when it was on. But, like, that they got the Sandman, they got the cover of Inner Sandman and not the Metallica version. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Or or think of the self-high five song from uh, our uh, DDP that was yeah, the... Yeah, uh, all those WCW Nirvana songs. I mean, those, are, those are horrible. Yeah, <laughs> the they're terrible. Run. The Raven WCW song is, like, the worst. It's just a Pearl Jam ripoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Dreamer had a bad one, too, didn't he? Uh, they, uh, ev- everyone in, uh, in WCW, except for, you know, the NWO, of course, mm-hmm. had a horrible mm-hmm. theme song. Jericho's theme song in WCW is terrible. I don't even remember <laughs> what it was. It was just, like... It was just, like, rock guitars. It, it was just probably like like the equivalent of what like uh, of uh, uh, Yoshi Tatsu comes out to now, right? Like, oh yeah, like, well that music is genius. So. <laughs> Here's some random uh, uh, royalty free music. Yo, here we go. Here we go. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, how many places do you hear the Hardy Boys theme? You know. Yeah, the Hardy so. Boys theme. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, from I, I take it from the Ring of Honor connection, you got rolled into uh, Chikara. Yeah, a little bit. Well, actually, uh, uh, after I wrote a couple little things for Ring of Honor, I kind of fell out of it for a little while until a friend of mine brought me to a Chikara show, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And then afterwards, I just emailed Chikara, and I was like, hey, uh, I'm this person. Here's all my credentials. Do you guys need original theme songs? And they're like, yes, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Great. So that's pretty much that story of how so, that happened. So that gives you an idea of how accessible Chikara is. They're extremely uh, accessible. You can mm-hmm. uh, you can just email. Uh, I think it's right there on the website. You know, I've got the the exclusive email now, but <laughs> but yeah, you can you can talk to them as much as you want. 
And those, are, well, they've, they've always been very, very close to, you know, to the fan service thing. Like, uh, I'm, yeah. I've attended their fan claves uh, for King of Trios and stuff, and they've always been really cool, really close to their fans. Like, I think even more so than a lot of other indies. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So excellent, excellent. So uh, you, you, from there, you, you don't just do wrestling, though, right? So, uh, so what, you know, outside of wrestling, what, what do you do uh, music-wise? Uh, well, uh, I write my own songs. I was working on a variety show in Brooklyn for a, a good long time called The Moon, which you can check out at themoonshow.com if you want to see anything from that. But now I'm just focusing on getting this album together mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, trying to get my name out there as a solo artist i guess awesome awesome yeah. so what, what are we looking for in this kickstarter uh what what kind of music uh if i'm into you know x you know i'm going to be into this sure it's like uh it's like power pop music mm-hmm. uh, so you know like your your cheap tricks your you know even rick springfield's like just big pop harmonic music that you know is is, is sounds like you know a metal band that wants to be on the radio, essentially. Uh, so a lot of harmonies, a lot of uh, loud guitars, uh, a lot of... Yeah, it's basically if Rick Springfield was singing about science fiction and time travel and professional wrestling and the technological <laughs> singularity, you know, stuff Sounds like that. Awesome. So so this isn't like, you know, obviously you have the wrestling connection. Uh, uh-huh. you, know, you, you know, people heard, heard your work, what you've done from there. But, like, content-wise, this is going to still have a little bit of wrestling connection that, that a lot of us are going to appreciate then? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, there's, there's uh, you know, I do some rap on it as well. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> it's always always good to drop a good wrestling re- reference into rap. And then I've got a, a song uh, that was inspired by uh, the death of the lovely Miss Elizabeth. Oh wow! Uh, that I've got on there, so it gets a little heavy. Uh, yeah, it gets a little heavy. <laughs> Excellent. So you've uh, you've turned to Kickstarter. We had a little bit of your video playing here. Uh, uh, I guess the first question is uh, why Kickstarter? Well, I've had um, some friends who have had success with it in the past, doing a, like a web series and books and stuff, and I've seen you know what it can do, and I just love the idea of you know essentially I'm I'm selling the album before it comes out, so. You know, you're you're pledging to the the to for me to make it, but you're also just getting it immediately. So it's basically like if I were to cover my own costs and try to sell enough to break even, I'm just doing that up front instead of uh mm-hmm. you know, going out of pocket and then doing that. And then everybody gets involved too. It's just a, a fun thing to do, I think. Awesome. I think it's the way things are going. It's um and it, yeah I mean we we were looking at a little bit earlier of like somebody's using this for uh, glowing plants and you, they'll send you seeds or something like that yeah sure and, and we talked a lot about the crowdfunding over on our awesome cash show um so it, it definitely it, 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 and one thing that's interesting is 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 it also gives you the idea that people want this yeah it's 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 good because the internet gives uh, just a lot of like niche markets just mm-hmm. accessibility to whatever whatever they want essentially mm-hmm. like if there's a if, there's a carpenter who only makes like giant feet out of wood and there's an audience for that. You can crowdfund a whole big giant fleet of wooden feet. And people can buy them. <laughs> uh, yeah. They have to say like the, 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 one of the key factors uh, with these Kickstarters is a really good video that catches people's attention. Uh, this was a fun video. Like I say, when, when I was sent, it's like, I was like, who is this guy? I checked out his Kickstarter. I'm like, okay, this is funny. This, this is a pretty good video. Great. I'm glad you, I'm glad you think that we spent, uh, like a good, 
a good day, me and uh, my friend James, who shot it for me, just brainstorming ideas. And then at the very end, I was like, we should just we should just go to the zoo. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Uh, what did you guys shoot on? Oh, well, that, I'm not the guy to ask about that. A camera. A camera. <laughs> so that's a great thing. Like, I've seen these made with, like, you know, iPhone cams and stuff. And those things sure, are yeah. great. If you just go and you're creative, you know, it's, it's definitely, like, not like... You know, it, it, it's it's not the movies, but it's it was it was entertaining and, and I thought pretty well done. You know, Great. so um, excellent. And, and so what what uh, if people are uh, uh, putting their money towards you? Of course, as of this broadcast, uh, you're at uh, twenty twenty three twenty of your three thousand dollar goal. Um, Actually, twenty three twenty uh, and seventy six cents. Someone 70... gave, <laughs> someone gave me seventeen dollars and seventy six cents for uh, America. They told me. <laughs> I thought that was nice. They say we the people at the end of it. Yeah, hashtag we the people. Nice. <laughs> For America. You see, you can even do that. And people do that. Yeah, people, You can pledge whatever you want. It's not whatever just you want. what is and on you. You can throw a dollar. You can throw two cents at them, maybe. And every every donation uh, gets a copy of a digital copy of the album, no matter how small. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so right off the bat, you drop a dollar, you get a digital copy. Uh, what, what else are you offering up here for people who want to give a little bit more to it? Oh, we're going to have a physical copy of the CD, of course, uh, mm-hmm. and then a poster of uh, some great artwork. That uh, There's a preview of it there if you at the video. It's uh, not totally finished, but it's going to be along those lines by a guy named Tad Kimball, who's a great artist. Uh, and there's other stuff. You know, it gets higher, you get it autographed. There's a point where I'll write a song for you. I think $200 or 250 is I'll write a song for you about whatever you want. $100, I'll cover any song you want in whatever style you want. And then there's the higher up you go, $1,000. Anyone that wants to give me $1,000, I'll perform a one-man version of any musical you want. <laughs> Just for you personally, either on Skype or in your house or anything like that. And then $3,000, we'll sit down and watch uh, Veronica Mars in its entirety. <laughs> and then wants to give me the whole thing. There you go. There you go. Hey, you were very topical. Was this was this around when the Veronica Mars thing happened? On uh... oh, it sure was. <laughs> that was another reason I did it. When that happened, I was like, "Well, I have to do one now. This is oh, what's going oh, on." Ver- Veronica Mars can pull that off. Yeah, of seriously. course, of course, you can. Now Zach yeah. Braff's getting in the game. Uh, it's, it's all over. Yeah, that's now. a little too much. I think that guy's. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Braff is over the line. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Excellent. Russell Fit, uh, you're you're the indie guy here. Uh, uh, you have any questions for I, our guy? I, I do. Uh, I was curious. I, you you've uh, a lot of pieces. I really love the stuff you've been doing for Chikara. Um, but one of my personal personal favorites was the one you did uh, for a man uh, known as Archibald Peck uh, when he made his uh, transformation to uh, one mixed martial Archie uh, <laughs> called Kicking Attack. Kicking attack, yeah, oh I God, love that I song. Like that that whole project was was great. Uh, he he's a guy who really thinks a lot about his character and mm-hmm. the way it, he he plays it and like the the way it evolves and like the whole plan at that. That was at high noon, right? When that whole thing happens, I believe yeah, so. I yeah, you. and uh, yeah, he came out as mixed martial Archie and uh, who was it, Mister Touchdown, mm. who stole uh, Veronica away from him. <laughs> then he had to he had to come out you know as mixed martial Ar- archie to try and you know be a tough guy and then realized he had to be himself all along and then came back so that was a, a, exciting to have like my music be such a huge part of that angle it was <laughs> was really great and he gave me so many like pointers along the way he was like this is what 
we're going for. Like a lot of the guys, you know, not to say anything bad about them, but they'll be like, yeah, you know, I like this kind of music. This is, this is who I'm doing, but he's like really, really hands-on with that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, that's the thing I loved about the song. I think it was very in-depth, and I think listening to it, you can sort of understand the story of uh, Archibald Peck without even watching Chikara. Yeah, that's that's great. That's what we were going for. I'm glad that came across that way. Awesome. It, it, it's great. It, it, it's great, dude. Like you said, I, you know, some people don't see the put that much in their music. I know I've seen... Uh, and you, you, even any any show, you've probably seen this. Somebody just comes out to the wrong music for them. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's this guy that I presume he's Russian, calls himself Zuboff. He's a bald guy, and he comes out to uh, 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 what does he come? I wish Chachi was here to tell me. Uh, like, like, like jump around or something like that, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, or, or 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 it's somebody's birthday or something like that. It, it's like it's like like weird hip hop music, and I'm like, what are, what are you doing? You know, or or some like like slash metal thing that has a way too long intro that we sit there for a minute and a half. Yeah, and you only you, it's sad though that you only see that in the indies. Like you'll never see a guy in WWE come out and be like, "Why does this guy have this music?" Like you'll yeah. hear the music and then think of a, a what that guy might look like in your head, and then he comes out. And it's like, yeah, Although, that's what the, that's what the Funkasaurus looks like, definitely. <laughs> the, the Daniel Bryan music, I, I would question. Uh, I mean, sure. we, we're all kind of on board with it now, but when they first did it, it was like, I don't, I don't get that. It was you definitely, know? it was definitely stepping out out of the way. But then they added the guitars to it. And it was, now it's cool. Yeah, it's mm. totally cool. <laughs> I remember uh, at the time it was uh, interesting because he he started coming out to that. And I think Sarah Del Rey was coming out to it uh, in Ring of Honor. Is that right? Yeah, that was, it was a really weird like time when they're still on HDNet or something like that. So, excellent. Uh, is there any uh, is there any any talk of Sarah Del Rey ever wrestling in WWE? Is that a thing that's going to happen? Just, or he not? was hoping. <laughs> yeah, he was hoping. She's there training, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's she is my favorite wrestler by mm-hmm. far. She is the greatest. I'm waiting for her to just kill Caitlyn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did have uh, one comment slash oh, question from the chat room. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex out in Long Beach, he's asking. Uh, he says he's in the baby making music. Is there any baby ma- uh, making music on there? Baby making music. Well, it depends on what baby, what kind of baby you're trying to make, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to just say yes, definitely, without a doubt. <laughs> Don't know if it's your kind of baby, but it could be happening. Uh, LB, you got any questions here? I do. Excuse me. I do have a couple of questions, actually. Um, as a as a musician, uh, you know, you, you've established your 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 kind of the kind of music you make. What is the most embarrassing thing that you've been listening to lately? Oh man, what do like, I? What about guilty to? pleasure? But just can't get it out of your head. It's hard to be embarrassed by listening to anything when you when you like play music so much. But uh, uh, what do I? What am I listening to? You know, I I love. You know what was great that I heard recently was that uh, Call Me Maybe uh, Nine Inch Nails mashup. Have yeah. you guys heard this? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the Head Like a Whole vocals by Nine Inch Nails <laughs> over the music from Call Me Maybe. That's like on oh, wow. constant constant rotation on my uh, on my iPod. And then, like, you know, listen to a lot of instrumental music, like uh, John Tesh, Round Ball Rock, the old NBA on NBC theme song. Nice. <laughs> um, I constantly listen to that, but yeah, I listen to like pop, like top forty music. I guess that's what people would would call a guilty pleasure. Uh, at least okay. you know in my in my peer group, I suppose. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my other question for you is, uh, if you had to pick one, um, 
or possibly two, because why not? Um, what is the greatest wrestling entrance theme of all time? Uh, I was hoping for this question. I've been thinking about it for days. Uh, <laughs> and every time my immediate gut reaction is gold dust. I love that music mm. so much. Huh. I think that is the greatest theme song. But you know, there's it's hard to it's hard to not get excited when you hear the rock's music though. Mm. I gotta I gotta say, when you hear it, if you smell what the rock is cooking and it kicks in. Like I was at WrestleMania and I was like, oh, I hate the rock. But when that music hit, mm-hmm. I was like, the rock is awesome. Mm-hmm. And huh. I can't wait for him to beat people up. <laughs> Lost. Makes sense. Man, John Cena. <laughs> that John Cena. You gotta appreciate. I'm, I'm a Cena. I'm a Cena fan. Another great theme song. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you gotta appreciate uh, uh, people that come out to their own music. Oh yeah, that doesn't happen too often. No, it, no. it, it doesn't happen too often, and then actually fits them. There's another. Oh, Mark Henry's theme song. Also, I always get excited about that. Yes, <laughs> I always want to see somebody's wig get split every time. It, you, you, you're probably a good question. Uh, Got to ask this question. What do you think of? And again, that was one that like the crowd was singing. Uh, I think what the New Jersey crowd, right? Or uh, there might be even mm. one after that. Um, what do you think of like something like the Fandango theme, like becoming love- as big as it has? I love it. I love the Fandango theme song. I bought it on iTunes. <laughs> I, I, that's another song that's been constantly playing in my apartment. Like we'll just, I played it the other day on loop for I'm gonna say twenty minutes, and we just <laughs> we're you know going through chores and doing stuff. Just da 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 da. It's it's so infectious. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I hope it's the most popular song of all time. And I, I, I looked like I, I, was, I figured it was one of those throwaway like track deals, but there's a Jim Johnston credit to that thing. Oh yeah, he he wrote that song. And then have you seen the new T-shirt though with the Fandango logo on the front and then the actual sheet music on yes. the back? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's, that's great. Definitely appreciate that one. Um, I had a question. I think it was from Alex or Mike. I'll have to double check here. But he said that they give you a thousand dollars where you uh, uh, punch Jim Johnston in the balls. I don't think I could do that to Jim Johnson. (laughs) No way. Maybe for $1,000 I would. (laughs) But I'd have to be very apologetic about it. I mean, he wrote the Rougeau Brothers theme song. How can you? Oh, wait. No, they were offering $40 (laughs) for that. Oh, no way. (laughs) No way. No deal. Awesome. Uh, well, it, we have you know something special here planned, but before that, I think we need to deliver, LB, if you'd like to, the big question. The big question? Why, yes. Uh, we here on The Mayhem Show, everyone we interview, uh, we like to wrap things up with uh, the big question. Uh, you can tell a lot about a person and they answer this question, and uh, so here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. If you could be any kind of vegetable, what vegetable would you be? Wow, that is a great question. Let's see. You know, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with carrot. That's a good choice. That's a, that's a very popular choice. That's a good carrot. Carrot popular choice. What's a, that's a solid vegetable, I think. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent. There you All go. right. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah and, and this is a first again for the Mayhem Show. We're going to try to see. We're going to have a live performance, right? See if it works. All righty. 
All right. So I'm going to play uh, my uh, lovely Elizabeth song. Excellent. Titled simply Elizabeth. Let's see if this... How's that sound? Sounds good. Great. Let me get my kazoo out here. All right. This is uh, Elizabeth by Kenny Pickett. time when we were a nation of two and I've been trying not to think about you but I can't help but picture you walking around in that pearl white elegant evening gown the way you always stood up for me by my side the way you smile through the times you should have cried i'm sorry liz for treating you the way i did now it's too late to share the feelings that i hid Elizabeth, I miss your breath on my neck. I've been a wreck since you left me. I'm trying hard to keep the beat inside my heart, but I still need you to help me. It's been hard to live my life all alone And I've still got your number in my telephone I'm feeling irrelevant, out of my element Trying to hold on tight But I can't stop seeing your face all through the night Elizabeth, I miss your breath on my neck. I've been a wreck since you left me. I'm trying hard to keep the beat inside my heart, but I still need you to help me. You stuck with me through the highs and lows And I know that you can't come back I'm still holding my breath Elizabeth, since you left I haven't been the same Oh no!
Elizabeth, I miss your breath on my neck. I've been a wreck since you left me. I'm trying hard to keep the beat inside my heart, but I still need you to help me. For the lovely Elizabeth. That was awesome. Our studio oh, audience. Damn, that was fantastic. That Thank was you. awesome. They were loving it in the chat room. Uh, they're oh, good. I love they, a good chat room. They said that this is at least uh, tied for uh, Mayhemy of Interview of the Year with Freight Train. Oh, um, well, if I'm up there with Freight Train. <laughs> <laughs> I know the internet's behind start me. That Kickstarter and buy that immediately. That is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, there's going to be a whole full band version of that on the uh, on the album. It's going to be a big a big song. Excellent, excellent. So go check that out. Uh, where can they find you? What's the best place? Of course, uh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, you can go to kennypickett.com. It's got information about the Kickstarter, some other songs. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I've got a fan page and a normal page i believe the fan page is facebook.com slash kenny pickett music that's what it is mm-hmm. and you have some samples of some other music up there oh yeah all over the place and you know just find me on twitter ask me questions talk to me i'm, I'm on the internet ready to go awesome kenny pickett go check him out kenny pickett.com uh go check go go support his kickstarter you got seven days left as of uh tonight here uh so go even just put a buck in Hey, yeah. Every little bit helps uh, make it happen, of course. Um, and with that, we're going to toss it to you, WrestleFan, for the Indie Minute. Thanks, Sorg. It was great talking to uh, one Kenny Pickett. Uh, make that was make awesome. Are you kidding me? I'm going to go fund his Kickstarter right now. Hell yeah. He made Mayhem Show History with our first ever uh, live musical performance. Uh, and now it's time for something that we do every week, and people hate me for it. It's the Indie Minute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, minute, oh, 60 seconds of wrestling it's never 60 seconds it's like it's wait it's like when you do like a time limit uh draw in a match but it's clearly not going 15 minutes or 20 minutes or however long they say <laughs> broadway wrestle fan broadway <laughs> okay so uh the first thing i want to mention on this week's indie minute has to deal with you guys most of you guys in the pittsburgh area yes. ring of honor is coming to pittsburgh this weekend so Damn. Wait, what? This weekend? This weekend, the 5th. What? May 5th. What? Ring of Honor. Wrestling. It's not a good weekend for me. Wrestling. Is it? I, I completely had it marked for next weekend. Nope, it is entirely That's this weekend. That's unfortunate. May 5th. Uh, Ring of Honor is going to be in Belvern and PA uh, for an awesome event of theirs. Uh, is it that? Wait. I may be wrong on that, actually, now that I think about it. Maybe the 11th, and I may be a big, big fat liar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could probably have my calendar for next week. It is week. on the 11th. Okay, I okay. apologize. Okay. The Ring of Honor is going to be in Pittsburgh. Hey, they're going to be in Pittsburgh. Either way, so just, just reminding you. Song of wrestling. 
What? I don't know what's going on. I've been this. singing his theme song the whole time. Keep going with the fucking segment. Theme songs happen in the beginning. It's like it's just like the the it's a bed. It's, just it's like, a music bed. Sixty minutes. Of yeah, because just like talking is going to be Sixty special wrestle fan minutes. 60 minutes of wrestling. <laughs> 60 minutes of wrestle fan. Six. Are you going? Can I just no, not hear you? What no, the fuck's going on? Like, go. I want you to stop singing so bad. It's a um, beautiful ambient background. It's beautiful. I have the voice of an angel. Everybody says so. Right, Matt Carlins? At least you're um, combination of Fergie and Jesus, I believe. Thank you. That's what that reminds me of. 60 minutes of wrestling. <laughs> you guys in Pittsburgh get uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus the Briscoes for the World Bobby Tag Team Championships. You also get ACH versus Michael Elgin, which I'm super jealous about. Uh, so, yeah, go to that show on the 11th. Michael Elgin is a real person. <laughs> it's a real person. It's completely a real person. I've seen him live. 60 like minutes. Like twice in one weekend. <laughs> Oh it's my God. the indie minute. All right, now you're drowning him out. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, wrestle fan. Come on. <laughs> Mustard Rice Gardens, Bill Vernon, PA, RHWrestling.com. Go get your tickets. It should be a fun, fun time. Uh, hopefully, I'll see or I'll hear of all you guys being there in the Pittsburgh area. Yay! Uh, the next thing is our good friends at Chikara Pro Wrestling. Uh, who we talked about earlier in the show, they have events this weekend, and I'm I'm doubly sure it's this weekend. Um, sure about that. I'm I, sure about I'm, that. I'm pretty sure. Right. Uh, May 3rd in Gibsonville, North Carolina, and May 4th in Porterdale, Georgia. Uh, those should be some really, really awesome events. Uh, the May 3rd show in Gibsonville, North Carolina, uh, the main event will be for the Grand Championship, Eddie Kingston defending against Green Ant. Uh, and then uh, the May 4th, the winner of that match will then defend the championship against Mr. Touchdown, Mark Angelicetti. Uh, and uh, they have those events coming up. You can get your ch- tickets at ChicaroPro.com. They also have their big Tag World Grand Prix coming up uh, in Chicago, I believe. So uh, that should be a really fun show as well. Uh, so go check them out. Go see a Chikara show. Go buy a Chikara DVD from Smart Mark Video. Uh, go check them out because they're, they're uh Fun, fun stuff, and you can, uh, if you're at one of those events, you could listen to uh, some sweet entrance music by her interview to, uh, interviewee tonight, uh, one Kenny Pickett. So uh, go check them out and go support them at ChikaraPro.com. Uh, also on May 3rd, uh, which is this weekend, oh, uh, man. IWC Wrestling is doing a big event, Road to Super Indie, mm-hmm. uh, preparing for their big Super Indie event that they hold every year. It's a bit, one of their biggest events of the year. Uh, Road to Super Indies, Elizabeth PA, May 3rd. Sorkatron Media will be there. Woo! Stuff, filming stuff. Yeah, we will. Uh, the main event uh, is a tag team matchup uh, of Logan Shulo and Facade, uh, two friends of the show, taking on uh, Fabulous John McChesney and Bobby Fish. Uh, those should be that should be an absolutely uh, great great matchup uh, and tons of uh, other great stuff from uh, Road to Super Indie. A lot of debuts for IWC, I believe, uh, and a lot of qualifiers for the Super Indie tournaments uh, that's coming up. So go check them out. Go support mm-hmm. IWC. Go see Sorg. Hi, I'll there. I'll be there. Tell him hi. Uh, hi. Make his day. Give him a hug. Yes. What? Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, Anthony Nice, Colin Delaney is also there. Uh, Rex Lawless is a new guy that's going to be around there. And uh, I don't know if they, they're, they're announcing some other. They are also going to announce uh, two, at least two invitees of Super Indy. Uh, this is a pretty exciting time because it's, uh, you know, when they, they kind of flush out what the Super Indy tournament is going to be. Uh, so uh, it, it's really cool to see you know who's going to qualify out of this. Again, a lot of new na- new faces in here. Uh, it's going to be pretty good. I, I've been having a lot of fun at those shows lately. Uh, even like even like the lower like just out of training school guys have been really fun. Uh, so and, and I love seeing the new faces that like I haven't heard of. And then WrestleFan tells me I can't believe you haven't heard of that guy. I'm like, well, I saw the dude and mm-hmm. he had a pretty good match. And thank you for not telling me about him, Russell fan. You're supposed to be the guy. I do tell you about people. No so one can interrupt. Um, no one listens. Is the date set for Super Indy? Uh, yes, it is. I believe it is. Hold on here. June, like early June, like June I believe. June 15th, I think. Hey, I might What's actually make it out to that one. You should. Right here, should June 15th. I've been, I got a mind to head out there, too. There you I've go. been wanting to, to take Lady Lunchbox to an indie show for a long time. Uh, so far, Bobby Fish, uh, Kyle Matthews, and it's got the two matches in here. Uh, mm, Kyle Matthews, that's, that should be a really, really good. Not a real uh, yeah, Super Indy is great every year. Uh, like I like sort, sort of mentioned, you get to see newer guys, you know, that yeah. you know, sort of uh, been named on the independent scene and people that are making their rise and will be named soon. So, you know, uh, go check them out. Go see some talent that you should be checking out. Um should be a really awesome show. Uh, the last thing I talk, I want to talk about in the, on the Indie Minute is something I actually just found out about today that I am super, super interested about. Um, I'll have to double check on where this... Mm. Hmm? Nothing. Okay. Well, no, that's, that's fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> Beyond Wrestling uh, is a, a company that is known for sort of innovating uh, mm-hmm. in professional wrestling, doing a lot of different, different stuff. Uh, and they're also very big on fan service. So they announced, uh, apparently, uh, they're, they're going to do an event uh, for the public because uh, they usually they do their taped events where it's just them and the wrestlers, uh, usually in like a warehouse of sorts. But they're actually doing you know live events uh, as well. Uh, their event on uh, June uh, 14th, uh, entitled We Care A Lot, um, is going to be a special <laughs> event uh, because as fans, you get to name your own ticket price. Ooh. You can you can uh, pay a dollar if you want to be a cheap ass. Uh, you can pay fifteen dollars. You can pay whatever you want to get into that event. Uh, that's very interesting to me. Uh, I think it's an interesting concept uh, uh, for Beyond Wrestling. You know, they're always I think on the edge of you know doing stuff uh, revolutionary to pro wrestling, but also like I mentioned, the fan service stuff. Uh, very, you know, willing to just do that for their fans. That's kind of amazing. Um, I Hopefully I can get more information on the event. I didn't actually see where the event's going to be held. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it should be a fun one. Uh, I Beyond Wrestling has a lot of great talent. Uh, they put on a lot of interesting matches. Um, so I encourage you to go check them out. Their website is lookmanofans.com. <laughs> uh, and go good. check out Beyond That's Wrestling because they're doing they're doing some really awesome stuff, and I, I definitely encourage – they're one of the companies that I fully endorse and I think you should be checking out. Excellent. Uh, so go check them out. And that, my friends, is the Indie Minute for this week. 60 Minutes go. of Wrestling. <laughs> Alex Carr says, $5 over. make you holla. 
on that. <laughs> uh, and with that, let's go to the break. A little bit more of Montreal Theory. Who are we talking to this week? And, of course, what's come up in Wrestling Mayhem Show Gold. By the app. We'll be right back with Remember One. Here, uh, look who I found all the way out here in New Jersey, of all places. Although it may be a little bit appropriate here. It's Brian McDowell and, uh, you know this guy, Andrew Palace, uh, not Carlito. Oh, it's funny, although cause Carlito is right over there. Have you, well, first of all, did you go to talk to I, I mean, I was, but then he, he was just looking at me like, oh, man, that guy got better hair than me. And I didn't want to make him look bad, you know? He's trying to sell autographs. I don't want to take that from him. Yeah. Say, say, guys, like you liking to hear you're, you're, you're kind of checking out the con, seeing what's going on and everything. Oh, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's been. I mean, I have to rush off fans that are trying to touch me and get my autograph. It's like, whoa! It's like, why don't you go to like Iron Sheik or somebody? Why are you coming to me? But yeah, it's a pretty awesome place. They got a bunch of stuff, a bunch of companies here. So, the first ever they've done it. How you enjoy it so far? I'm sorry. How are you enjoying it so far? You know what? The only thing missing is bowling. Everything else this year, but I didn't see anything bowling related. Where's where's bowling con at? Bowling? Why why why, bowl, why bowling? What are you what are you talking about here? Bowling con. Where's bowling con at? But no, this is a great place. Got a lot of good stuff here. A lot of some vintage magazines and games and shirts. Good stuff here at WrestleCon. What's up? What's up? Something. Oh, we got a macho man going on over here. Check this out. Back from the dead. <laughs> Back from the dead. That's your boy, Palace. That's so, so what are some crazy? What, what is the craziest thing you've seen uh, uh, so far? Um, I seen a guy in a panda suit. Wait, wait, you didn't notice the lady beside her? Oh, no, no, Jake, Jake the snake Jake running. running. Jake the snake running. Yes, he was running. He was jogging down the down the lane earlier. That was crazy. DDP yoga is changing lives everywhere. <laughs> awesome, awesome. You guys enjoy your weekend here. Thank you, Sorg. Thank See you. Hey. All right, back to Mayhem. You gotta, it's, there's, there's, there's gotta be some way. This is getting really uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like we boxed ourselves in. Over at uh, WrestleCon this year. Oh, drop the thing again. WrestleFan, don't you judge me. I'm not judging. There's no don't judging. You, don't you judge me. I'll do what I want. There with we my... go. Can you hear me? Doesn't everyone do that? Uh, yeah. Until you hit 25 and you realize you're fucking poor as shit. <laughs> so you're like, whoa, maybe I should be a grown Here at WrestleCon for the Montreal Theory with some of the most eclectic and unique personalities in professional wrestling. We're investigating everybody's Montreal Theory. Could Brett have been in on... Where is the divide between fantasy and reality? I'm joined by someone who I've speculated for years about the divide between fantasy and reality. He is formerly the new horror, currently the death machine. He is Sammy Callahan, a young man I've known way too long who's going a lot of great places right now. Sammy, thank you for joining us here at our special table. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's great to be here at WrestleCon. It's great to do a little interview with you, have a nice family reunion. Uh, no voice that I've wrestled 89 times this weekend. You sound like the Sandman right now. I know. It's like Sandman mixed with uh, a little bit of Brian Pillman right now. Yo, Pillman 9mm. 
Anyway, uh, we're talking about the Montreal Theory. We have, obviously, copies here for sale, which you can get right now at MontrealTheory.com. Now, uh, Monsieur Callahan, what is your opinion on Montreal? You've been a lifelong fan. You've obviously studied this. You know all about the business, ins and outs. You're on pretty much every seminar I ever see footage of, so you're a student of the game. What is your opinion on Montreal? Uh, it's one of those things, like, I remember being back in middle school and high school, and me and my friends would be sitting around at night, like, 2, 3 in the morning, just nothing better to do. And, like, we'd always get in the conversation, like, yo, you think Montreal might have been, like, a gimmick? Like, did it happen? Like, maybe maybe it wasn't real. Maybe it was something uh, that, like, was totally planned. But, like, even if it was real, like, it's something real, fake. Like, it's something that changed the business. Like, it's something that completely, like... It started the entire Attitude Era. It's what, like, really cemented, like, the next big wrestling boom. And, like, like it or not, like, it's one of the most influential things in all professional wrestling. No, it absolutely is. Now, you look at so much evidence. We talk about uh, so much on the DVD about the fact there was a film crew present, about the fact that, that there's a, 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 so much of a linear equation uh, throughout the year leading up to it. Was there anything that you can look back on uh, in the build-up to Montreal uh, that really uh, catches your eyes as a red flag? Well, like, the whole thing was, like, there was always, like, they, they were starting to do that, that that whole character thing with Vince when Vince was slowly starting to get more angry and more like vile and not just being like the voice behind WWE you're seeing him on camera more you're seeing him as a character instead of just someone that you hear his voice and just the owner of the company and Vince kind of threw him out there like they did the whole thing like he went Vince and Brett did the whole thing like they, they got in scuffles around ringside they spit in Vince's face like all that stuff built up and like you said there's a camera crew there I remember watching Wrestling with Shadows and like you know what? That was perfect timing to do a, a documentary because it was right when all this happened. So all a little bit too convenient. And 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 Sammy, now you've been uh, uh, in in the best and the highest and the lowest parts of independent professional wrestling. Uh, uh, you've you've seen you've seen the the unpredictability. You've seen the con jobs. You've seen everything that's gone on. Um, you know, to anybody that may be a little bit closed-minded as far as uh, these people are full of crap. I mean, would anything in this business surprise you? I mean, how likely is this possibility? Anything's possible in professional wrestling, and everybody knows that, like, that's a part of it, or even wrestling fans. You never know what's going to happen, like, if you don't believe it, like, you should always be open-minded, and at least buy the DVD or check it out, and just hear other opinions, because it might change the way you think about things. Absolutely. Sammy Callan, what, what's next for Sammy Callan personally now? Well, you you uh, certainly have, have, have conquered so many independent promotions. You are at the top of your game. You're all over the place. Uh, what's the next step for Sammy Callan, the professional wrestler right now? Uh, I got some great news a couple weeks ago. I actually just got booked on Mars. First wrestling show on Mars. I, I got to get in a space shuttle. It's like a, a six-month trip all the way to Mars. But I think it's going to be worth it. It's going to be revolutionary. I think we just killed our credibility of the whole interview there. But this is Sammy Callahan. He is the death machine. He has a really nice vest. I'm very well acquainted with it. And somebody who certainly knows all about screw jobs and pro wrestling, Sammy Callahan, joining us. And you can join us, too, at MontrealTheory.com. <laughs> oh, man, that Mayhem Show Gold gets me every time. Folks, welcome back to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. I sure am glad you're here time for a little segment you're just in time for remember when i don't i don't have video i can't tell when you're done cycling through everyone just say just say when you are i think i'm done is it now yeah I should, so I should, I should go ahead 
This week, we were talking a little bit about Sheamus being a dickhole, and and uh, Riz talked a little bit about um, WWE knowing knowing about heel turns. So this week on Remember When, we're going to talk about some classic heel turns, mm-hmm. ones that really broke our hearts. Yep. Um, I had to, uh, I, I, I can think of a couple. Uh, one, I wasn't there for the exact turn, uh, but I will say that I, after I stopped wrestling for a little while, watching wrestling and came back to wrestling and Bret Hart was a heel, that kind of made me sad. Uh, aside from that, the most memorable one uh, uh, for me was probably uh, Shawn Michaels turning on Marty Jannetty. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's probably mm-hmm. like hackney at this point, but, um, uh, I was a big rockers fan and he booted him through that window and I was a little kid and I was pissed, <laughs> pissed, hated Shawn Michaels for years. He was the Cyclops of wrestling for me. Whereas, uh, if he was the Cyclops, Bret Hart was the Wolverine <laughs> nerds <laughs> wrestle fan. <laughs> What about you? Uh, I have one in mind uh, that is sort of one of my favorites. It's not, I guess, prominently uh, a lot of people's favorites, but it is mine. Um, It happened, uh, the the actual turn happened at uh, WrestleMania 20 uh, in 2004. Uh, And that was the heel turn uh, by one uh, now recent uh, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Trish Stratus. Yes, that was good. Against Chris Jericho. That's that, it started one of my favorite eras of Trish Stratus, uh, which was bitchy heel Trish Stratus, which was amazing. She was so good at it. Um, she was awesome. I really loved that stuff. I loved her decorum with Jericho. And honestly, we talk about the whole show, you know, Seamus is really a heel. He's doing dickish stuff. But Trish Stratus' heel turn was very much justified. For a lot of people that remember, Chris Jericho was the one that was, like, betting uh, money to have sex with Trish Stratus and all this stuff. And she kind of got back at him. But, you know, she sort of was a transformation. And it, it became one of my favorite eras of Trish Stratus and one of my personal favorite heel turns. Uh, so, Matt Carlins, uh, what was your favorite heel turn in professional wrestling? Well, since we're talking about heartbreaking heel turns, I'm going to throw out The Rock at the Survivor Series Tournament to crown the WWF champion at the time. And if you recall, The Rock was kind of on his way up. He was back being a good guy, apparently being a good guy. And everyone thought Mankind was the guy who was in Vince McMahon's back pocket. And then by the end of the night, they did a switcheroo and revealed that, in fact, it was The Rock. And he became the corporate champion. And uh, that was heartbreaking for a lot of fans because they were at that point already where everyone wanted to start to cheer The Rock. And The Rock just, like, they cut him off. All the fans were just left there hanging, and The Rock proceeded to drag him down the uh, the heel road for a good while. But that was a good heartbreaking heel turn because a lot of people, were, everyone would seem to be getting behind The Rock. They were ready to get behind The Rock, and then WWF just pulled the rug right out from everyone. Excellent. Uh, man, Excellent. like in the chat room, uh, it says Crush turning on Macho Man. Oh God! I forgot about yeah, that. that was good. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, I I I went on one up one on this one, uh, and I think uh, one that comes to mind is uh, one Jade Snake Roberts turning on the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember, uh, Warrior was like he was looking uh, to Warrior for guidance, right? 
And then uh, Warrior was like, I don't know, was he trying to, I think he was trying to, like, help him through the darkness or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then ended up locking him in a room with a bunch of snakes. Yeah. I mean, this, this, yeah. this was, like, like the, the advent of, like, the, the Jake the Snake that ended up, like, teaming with Undertaker and... Uh, you know, ruining the Macho Man's wedding and 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 you know, bit him with a snake and all that kind of stuff. So it was uh, it was a pretty significant turn. And that was like the creepy Jake the Snake Roberts, right? Because mm. he had been a, I think he was a face for a good long time. Yeah, I think so too. Which is really funny because he he works so much better as a heel with that you know attitude he has. Mm, but uh quiet voice. yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. so uh so that's what comes to mind for me so uh tell us what, what what's your favorite uh turn uh let's see uh jake manning turning on freight train from the wrestle fan <laughs> hulk freight hogan turning on the hulkamania and then joining the nwo uh, yeah i was surprised it didn't come up sooner i i think it's the obvious one right mm-hmm. um, yeah i mean it's kind of like bringing up uh randy savage turning on hulk hogan um, when they were the mega powers, it's just yeah, yeah, it's that's so what famous. It it's hard to, and, and, and I feel like it doesn't feel like like heel turns just kind of uh, got so diluted thanks to like like that era WCW after that, you know, mm-hmm. for the first like two or three months when we got to like five or six matches on NWO, we're like ah, we don't really care who turns anymore, you know, yeah. but they still did it. Uh, Randy was totally justified. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing he's saying uh, on yeah. the, on the on the hogan thing uh bobby says turning on hulk hogan to join earthquake who wait who tugboat tugboat oh, oh yeah good one yeah oh yeah i did see that up there okay um yeah that's that's a good one that's a really good one all right with that let's go you to know, mad what? mike what, what 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 i was gonna say another one i forgot that was a huge bummer mainly because i was a kid and a fan at the time was uh uh owen turning heel on brett yeah. oh yeah it was a great feud but god that was a downer they had uh, some pretty good, yeah, yeah, because it was at the Survivor Series, and then they had like the match at WrestleMania, which was like the kind of like extra match. So Brent had, you know, in that tournament they had for title, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was it, WrestleMania ten. That was interesting. That was interesting. And it's time for some comments from the unwashed masses. From one Bobby F J Town sending in some comments. Uh, from the WWE Facebook page. Man, it's from the matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one. Caitlin, I love you, baby. Your is my champion. Yeah. Also, not not just that your is my champion part. He also spelled your uh, Y-O-U-R. So even if it was like you're my champion, uh, it's still not right. So you're, you're dumb, whoever wrote that. Man with the grammar. Mm-hmm. It's important. From the college. <laughs> I did not learn that in college. If you uh, the only next one. use it on I... his own tweets. Mm-hmm. I love you there, woman! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Is so hot, so sexy, and dot, 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 dot. I'm excited. Uh, and then it's a, the smiley face with like a the nine. I don't know what that is. Is it a tongue out? I, I guess. Uh, I don't understand emoticons. Um, the next, <laughs> the final one. Use your imagination. I don't speak emoticon. <laughs> I don't speak emoticon. Have you seen emoji? Fuck that. Um, WWE needs to ask Goldberg to appears again. 
This is the only things that the show would run better. Dot 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 dot. You have to ask Goldberg! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Or he will not show up on WWE again. Dot dot. And one more thing about Vince Russo, because you said something about Vince Russo before. Uh, I think WWE should rehire him again. He was the best writer for WWE. Hmm? Hmm. What? Awesome. There's some notes here in a round table. Uh, Who put these notes in here? I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, I put one note in there. Okay. Did a paragraph. And it's mainly for what Scott Hall tweeted. Okay, well, explain what happened with Scott Hall. Oh, I don't have the notes up. Oh, okay. Well, it says here, Scott Hall... Uh, we, we, were to- we were told that there was zero reaction for Ryback coming out after the TV main event and that people were more concerned with fleeing the building to get to their cars. Uh, Scott Hall on Twitter warned CM Punk that if this thing didn't get over, he was going to get a call soon. Uh, he also what? told Fandango to stop doing the top rope leg drop or there would be a hip replacement in his future. Um, I, I guess say that last part because uh, there was a couple people that did those. There was... Um, one of the new heavenly bodies uh, that used to be on uh, Between the Ropes, uh, he talked about, like, yeah, I did a, a leg drop or something off the top rope, and I knew I was going to have, like, hip repl- hip problems later, you know? So, uh, you know, that's one of those things to kind of watch out for yourself, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has uh, Bobby Eaton has his uh, hip replacement surgery yet? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He's the one I always think of when I think of the top rope leg drop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things like we've seen a lot of these guys like our AJ Styles and the Samoa Joes and, the, and everybody like kind of slow down you know what I mean I, we, we wish they were did the insane Ring of Honor stuff that, that you know kind of got them a name for themselves but all these guys have to slow down they have to realize like we can't do that you know forever you know yeah and there's some people that are going to be smart about it and you know there's some people that aren't you know and they're just going to keep going mm-hmm. well i think some of the people like some of your old ecw guys are trying to do the same things they did 15 years ago and just look ridiculous because yeah. they can't go anymore like that well even like even like someone like uh i saw an interview that uh, someone did with the uh, edge uh where he was talking about his whole neck surgery thing and uh, they mentioned kurt angle mm-hmm. and, kurt, and it was like yeah i worry about the guy you know I, you know, I, I was lucky enough to get out what I did, and, you know, he's still wrestling nowadays. And Kurt Angle kind of sent out a tweet, a very Kurt Angle-esque tweet about how, like, oh, you should probably just worry about yourself or whatever. But, like, <laughs> but, you know, like. He was ass. <laughs> yeah. He was a good comparison, though. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. you know, you know, Edge knew when to, you know, and when to stop. To that, everybody's different, too. Like, like his neck injury might be different than Angle's, you know? It's, it, and, and their body reacts differently, and they, they, they heal differently, you know? He got, he, got, he got the call, and he was just like, uh, okay, this is a good spot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it so. is interesting that as WWE has switched to this kind of more low-impact style, Mm-hmm. That that big that that spurt of neck injuries that we saw back there when it was like Edge and Benoit and Angle and I think Rhino. I'm trying to think of some other ones. There was just like this huge cluster of neck injuries. And they all had to have this horrific same surgery. Yeah, and it's kind of gone away in recent years. You mm-hmm. haven't really seen that as much, mm-hmm. which is good. Which, which is exactly it because it's like okay, we, we we love that you do this like crazy stuff. You know, once in a while. We don't want you guys killing yourselves every time, you know, because then we don't have you. Then you have incidents, and, and then then we get incidents like what's happening now with John Cena's Achilles heel that just seems like out of nowhere, you know. 
He's not doing anything special. <laughs> just like a Randy Orton RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. John Cena injury. Just when he's like probably at the hottest comeback point he could be, right? Um, well, I, mean, I, I will say with John Cena is that he's been at it for just so long and just yeah. this grueling schedule. Yeah. He's 36 years old now. I mean, yeah. he's, he's older than me. I, and I don't think I could last out there for more than a month. I mean, eventually John Cena is going to break down. My God, he's and he's not going to be coming back. I think, I think it seems like he keeps working through nagging injuries. So it wasn't it like a year ago when we all thought he had this arm injury yeah. uh, through Extreme Rules after the match with Lesnar, and we thought that he was going to go away for a while. He never went away. He hung around. Yep. He ended up yep. having another injury, and that's how Ryback came about. These little nagging injuries keep popping up with Cena and just – you worry that the the big one is right around the corner for him. Yeah, this is the I, one that puts him out for a year, and then what do you do? You know, I feel like I feel like in a few years or maybe four or five or something like that, like he could have the opportunity to be like a Triple H or the Undertaker and just work selectively mm-hmm. and sort of not have that rigorous schedule. You know, that mm-hmm. sort of takes more out of you. It's so weird. I'd like, be surprised if he made it that long. I can't see Cena lasting four or five more years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like two. Two years solid before you've got to pull him back to, like, yeah, the part-time schedule. Mm-hmm. I can't see him working a full schedule two years from now. It doesn't seem possible. He's one of those guys that's going to go until he can't anymore, you know. Uh, he really seems like he's at that spot. Um, I, I don't know. It, 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 and then you think, like, okay, do they have enough to build up? We're talking, I don't know if it was on, uh, here on the Hangout, uh, where we're talking about, like, you know, look at all the guys that are just kind of floating right now. They got plenty of guys to step up if he does go down for a few. They don't need Ryback, you know. They can do Sheamus, Orton, Big Show, Mark Henry, uh, Del Rio, Swagger, Dolph. They got plenty of people to fill the void if he has to step out for six months, let's say. Um, It's not a problem, you know. Uh, as far as, like, what the WWE going to do without Cena? I mean, it's like, you really think Cena, unless he's, like, compl- having a completely debilitated injury, he's not still going to be freaking everywhere? You know? Mm. It, it, it has to be, if it, if it doesn't impede his traveling, he will be everywhere he can for that company. Uh, until somebody says, no, stop it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but that's what Hogan did. For how long? You know? Until finally he got hurt and then hurt and then hurt and then hurt. And was it really the same again? He actually quit for the longest time. Julie talked to him to coming back. So I I, I think, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's going to start biting him soon. So what oh, about this Ryback thing? Are we concerned about Ryback? Nobody can about great. Ryback anymore. You know, is it, is it Ryback over? They shoot that train in the foot. I think Ryback's amazing right now. Yeah, you dig I, it. I don't. I don't get. I don't get what people's problem with it is. I think there's a lot of complexity to the storyline now, uh, and you know he. There's a lot of you know, yeah. Him obviously reading cue cards and promos is probably not the greatest. Yeah, yeah. There's I a would couple. Pref- I would prefer without that. Um, but no, I think this storyline makes sense. I think it's it's really <laughs> coming together. They're being real creative with it. I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board the Ryback train. Um, like, <clears throat> they're not uh, like I, I feel like they pushed him really hard at first, and they got some resistance for that, which is fine. Um, but uh, you know, reading card cue cards, whatever, that's not everybody's forte. But he's settling into his uh, I'm an angry monster role, mm-hmm. and he's doing he does it well. So you know, good for him. 
There was so much uh, editing going on with that match for that main event last night. It's like every hour it was a different main event. Yeah, that was you kind know, of I thought I was like, wow, that great. Okay. But it made sense. Like, yeah, it did. Whole, it did, though. Whole, I like the walkout. I, yeah, that was, you know. I, the whole evolution of Ryback saying, oh, with John Cena's injury, I'm going to be on my own out there. He's not going to have my back tonight. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then John Cena, you know, being like, oh, that injury's not going to keep me down uh, in this match. and It's not going to affect me. And it affected him. Yeah, yeah. Which is like mm-hmm. kind of like what we're talking about John Cena in, in general and his injuries being played out in storyline, right? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So at least they're going to build something out of it. They're going to give him a good reason to not be at extreme roles or whatever they end up doing, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I attended the, the... Were there other thoughts? Am I, am I stepping on anybody else's thoughts on that? No. Nope? Okay. All right. Um, so Let's I went talk about your fun times. About my fun times, I went to TNA uh, uh, last last week. We had, uh, thanks to Basic Sickness, who does the theme for this song, actually hooked me up with some... Uh, ticket vouchers for it. Uh, it was it was a, it's like an hour and a half out of the city, so that was kind of rough. Uh, but it was uh, pretty good. I, it, it was on the campus of IUP out there, in Indiana, PA. Uh, definitely a smaller arena. You know, it was just kind of like a college, you know, uh, basketball arena. Um, kind of nice because the way it was is it was one of those you 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 come up on the platform and like you. You know, going to concessions, you don't miss anything. You can look down at the ring. Um, yes, Riz. Yes, yes, Riz's IUP that he graduated from. Um, and Riz, uh, who wasn't there. Riz, who did not bother to go, even though it was his school that it was at, um, <laughs> that he graduated from. Um, it was a good show. They, they, they started off with an explosion match, which was a match I would like to see as opposed to uh, Superstars. You know, hmm. uh, I think it was like Magnus and, and somebody. And, but the other explosion match they did later after the live impact taping uh, ended up being uh, uh, James Storm and Joey Ryan. Hmm. And it was explosion. Um, and they they went through the live taping, you know, went through it pretty quick for the live taping. And it was like the SmackDown before where they recorded it like pretty much an hour in advance. Um, and then they hmm. slammed right through the second taping. We, we didn't see any vignettes or anything. Um, obviously, most of that stuff wouldn't be done from the this happened last week stuff, you know, because they do a lot of editing on those things. Uh, we were out there by ten fifteen, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Mike mentioned about hey, that was a crappy impact for you to attend. Um, I, well, first, did any of you guys catch Impact this past week? <laughs> Fine. Oh, is this a rough? No, no. Rest I did. Week? I I catch I catch the tail end of it, but I caught up with it a bit. It was. Fine. I mean, <laughs> I think we had we had fine. two women's matches that looked pretty good from my angle, but yeah, oh, that, that's, uh, that's a loaded comment. Yeah, um, She's the a crowd, nice lady. the crowd was really. She beat into the it. shit out of her ex boyfriend. She's not a nice what? lady. What? What? Oh, what? Nice lady. That's right. She's the one that beat up uh, uh, McIntyre. McIntyre. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, he was probably asking for it. Between between like the, the matches you guys saw on TV, and then there was a uh, tag team match the next week. It, it's like, wow, that's right. These are all the girls we like from WWE that could actually go, you know. And, and and you know the C2 Divas matches on Impact, I thought was awesome. You know, they're actually doing something with them there. The C2 Divas matches kind of, on Impact. What's that? Two Divas matches on Impact. Yeah, basically, 
right? Because yeah. I'm like, every time I'm sitting there, I'm saying, like, okay, diva, 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 you know, the referee's the only one, not a diva, you know. Um, I, I thought it was yeah, pretty good. Is. I mean, and in that, in that knockouts match was like a submission match, so practically, with the, how did they go with the Velvet Sky's injury? Um, mm-hmm. And it was awesome to uh, be there with the, the lights out thing. I mean, that just kind of gets you going, you know. Yeah. And, and, and everybody still loves Hogan. They're getting out of the impact zone where people can care about the about Hogan, about the Hogan again. Um, I, 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 I went, I was like, if you if you liked Hogan or Sting for like five minutes anytime in your wrestling fandom and didn't get chills being there, uh, you know, in person when they did that, you know, bad spot, you know. Yes, it's the same stuff. What, what, yeah. what are you going to do with these guys? I think the problem is, I think the problem is, when you've seen it like every week, yeah, 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 and I'm waiting. I think that's a problem. And, and it's, the, it's not, not just Hogan where Sting. they were going with not, it. Not just Hogan and Sting, but this whole Sting comes in and he returns. They they had him return to attack aces and eights like five like five times yeah. in like six months. Like it's no, yeah. Yeah. just no. And again, I haven't been watching it as long as you had. I, I took that break before lockdown, uh, so I haven't seen this like you know five times like you have. TNA um, has its moments, and, yeah. you know, just and, like any wrestling. And show. like you said, it, it's pretty – and now I didn't see anybody that was, like, an explicit Impact fan like you did. Um, people were just – I think people were just, like, there to, like, see wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh, see Hulk Hogan, you know, see potentially Sting. He, he was all over the poster, so I was ho- hoping he'd show up. Uh, no Hardy. <laughs> no Hardy, no Hardy, no Samoa Joe, but they've been kind of written off right now anyways. Yeah. Um, but generally, I th- you know, for a lot of experience, whether you're watching the show or not, I think it was really good to go, you know. Um, it's a cheaper ticket than going to, to, to Raw. It's a, there's not a bad seat in the house because it's so small, you know. And, and I think that's fine, and I think it looked great on TV from the little bit I saw, you know. Um, so, you know, that's kind of my, uh, and, and I did get to see, uh, this next week's, uh, impact, uh, pretty cool, cool three-way with, uh, Saban, uh, Zima Ion and, uh, Sanjay Dutt, actually. Nice. So, I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, and definitely the second one, I mean, this impact is not going to be as good, but don't, you, if you guys are seeing the pattern, we have the really, you know, good main events, what's going to happen shows as that live one. And then that second show is going to be your kind of setup show, you know, because it really was kind of lame match-wise and everything in comparison. We had a Divas match, or I'm sorry, knockout tag match that didn't mean anything. We, we had, ended up having Matt Morgan and Sting. Spoiler, sorry. Um, and, uh, you know, it just didn't feel as awesome as that first one, you know. Um, they had that Full Metal Mayhem was, Mayhem was the live one. The uh, uh, tag team match was the, where they won the belts was a live one. So, so I mean, you're going to have that, you know. Um, and I think it makes sense for what they're doing. And it's really cool that they're getting out on the road the way they are. So, mm-hmm. Sorg, let me ask you this real quick. Um, are you a little bit, um, like, we know that TNA has scaled back on their pay-per-views, how many they're doing every year. Yeah. Are you surprised that there hasn't been kind of like a build towards, like, one of these middle-of-the-road shows, like a Clash of the Champions kind of philosophy? I think um, they, But we haven't kind of seen that play out yet. I think you do have that, though. Because I think they did that a couple weeks ago with the uh, Full Metal Mayhem and the um, uh, uh, tag, like, two out of three falls tag match. Because that's the show that they get on it, and they're like, this is a pay-per-view feel kind of night, right? Uh, I think that was yeah. your, first, their, yeah. your first look at that. 
Um, but then they have special things like the, uh, you know, the fight nights and everything. I think, because it felt like, uh, again, partial spoiler here, but, you know, Sting's going to say, let, you know, he begs, uh, you know, explains himself uh, and says, Hogan, you know, hey, let me get a team together and let me take on three on three or four on four or whatever it is, uh, aces and eights. So, I mean, which is something they would do at a pay-per-view. And I know you've seen which that a million times. something they've been times. doing for like five months. But doesn't it, isn't it great you're not going to have to pay $30 to see that now? Okay. I think it's great as long as it's well promoted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're trying to grab... Well, you're, you're taking this. It's, it's okay. hard for me to make okay. time for TNA. We're going to have the same and, lockdown, but let's take a and, and I'm kind of looking for that big show that's going to draw me in, and I, I I just hadn't sensed that that had happened in the last Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, again, I think that having a full metal TLC match on, on, a, pay, on a show that was pretty decent, um, I think that's how you do that. But they, they, they're doing the things on those shows. They're doing the thing with this, like, Sting match, you know, you know multi-man match. That would have been a pay-per-view. We kept complaining for how long about how the pay-per-views are just another impact. And now the impacts are just another pay-per-view. But we don't have to go through the whole rigmarole of, this is Turning Point or some other Phil Collins song, uh, you know, in between <laughs> things. All we have to do is say, we're, everybody's talking about, you know, we're not like... Uh, oh, the Bound for Glory series is coming, so we're going to spread that tournament across these three pay-per-views, and they don't really matter as much. So why the heck do I care about getting this pay-per-view? Now it's just spread across Impact. And more important things you're going to find are happening on Impact. And it's Remember not- when they did the TNA Susu Studio? That was a good show. I think I liked uh, Easy Lover. Easy lover, favorite. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I, I I think they're they're on the right track as far as that goes. Um, can I can I chime in real quick on go this? Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, as long as TNA hangs their hat on uh, Hulk Hogan and a lesser degree Sting, they will fail. <laughs> Sting and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is an albatross. Yeah. He is a rock that is tied to the ankles of TNA and dragging them down. Mm-hmm. That will never do anything new or interesting or innovative as long as he is coming out every night, putting himself in all the storylines. It's 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 bad. I'm so I, tired of hearing of Hulk hearing about Hulk Hogan. I, I had a discussion with somebody about this this weekend. Um yeah, Hogan, whatever you want to think about his past career and all that stuff, he is, like, the biggest, like, infantile person when it comes to, like, wrestling companies. <laughs> I, if, I I doubt WWE will ever do it now, but if they were still desperate like they were, the minute WWE calls him up, he's going he's gonna to leave TNA. And he's, but then once Vince McMahon pisses him off or doesn't do something Poco wants, he's out. He did that with WCW. Dude. He teased that with. Uh, remember the first time he was uh, uh, teasing going to TNA when uh, he was in Japan. Yeah. And uh, Jeff Jarrett knocked him over the head. That was basically Hogan like just teasing Vince and saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll do it." Mm-hmm. And then Vince brought him back in. Yep. It's because yep. Hogan used to, he used to be the master at playing those weird games. Like he would be in WCW and he would schedule time off on his contract and he'd be off TV during like NBA playoffs and things like that when he knew the ratings would be low because people would be watching that other other things. And then when it was over, he would come back to WCW and say the ratings went down when I were when I wasn't on TV. Yeah, 
it's 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 you know something that he was always really good at, but he's not as good at it anymore. Yeah, you, you kind of because the, the magic's gone and he's not as a commodity every, mm-hmm. anymore. It's not necessary. Yeah. The they're, they're not WWE doesn't you know live or die because of Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's totally tarnished his own legend. Mm-hmm. Hey, WWE's been really good about not having that cornerstone anymore. Like, yes, there's John Cena. We talk about a little bit. What would they do without John Cena? They got plenty to do with John Cena. They could do They got, they got, I mean, he's maybe their top t-shirt seller, but they got plenty to back him up that can just step right into the role. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I really, I, they got great characters. They have how many great characters that are mid-carnet just because they can't give everybody a belt, even though they got plenty to go around. Um, Yeah, it's not if he if he can't put himself in that value player role, you know, which but on the other hand, I think they do get a lot of traction because he's there. It's just, it, it is a little bit of hey, here's the big boys. You know, there's people. That, I'm not going to lie, there's not people you know going to Impact and saying, oh look, Hulk Hogan's on the show. We should go to. But this. when you only attract you know what feels like the IUP Stadium um, based on Hulk Hogan, like I feel like I feel like Hulk Hogan. I don't know. I maybe maybe it is the devalue thing, but I feel like Hulk Hogan should fill an arena. Which I, I think it. I think it says a lot uh, to how TNA is doing right now. When you mentioned Sorg about the fans that were at that taping, and you were like, "These are people that are here because there's wrestling." Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, there's I, wrestling. This happening. is like the biggest thing coming to this town. You know, uh, what did I say? It's like the West Newton crowd from RWA just you know multiplied. You know, because mm-hmm. it really it did feel like that crowd. You know that really into a crowd, you know, and, and, uh, Borash and all them do a really good job and say, you know, you know how they keep them loud. I'm wondering how that divas, uh, championship match played out on TV. Cause right before it, they said, Hey, as soon as this bell rings, you guys get as loud as possible. And 10 of you are coming backstage. I love that you called it a divas championship. match. <laughs> it was though. It's like freaking Mickey James. Okay. I, I... You've been totally brainwashed. It used to be called women's wrestling sword. <laughs> you drank that Kool-Aid. Butterfly belt. The dream is dead. I'm sorry. The women's wrestling dream is dead. Moolah never existed. No. Was no women's wrestling wrestling dream is dead. That's a bull. My God. My God. Many Young's given birth to a hand. They're not even in Playboy anymore. I don't know why that's related. But jeez what, are the, what happened to Heidi Lee Morris hey wait how is it this is a whole nother tangent we gotta stop after this <laughs> Do but it. how is it you know you know is really good on taking advantage of the thing that uh, WWE just dropped how is it that a knockout has not been in Playboy or at least Penthouse or something by now because they've all been in porn. There's no reason. <laughs> they've, already, they've already been, been naked. Porn. Oh, okay. But, I mean, just, like, I, it, it feels like... I always feel... Okay. It always feels like they're, like... You know why they haven't been in Playboy? Because Lee South uh, is putting photos on the new Knockouts website of them, like, wrapped in uh, saran wrap. Yeah, they're weird pictures. That's why they there. aren't in They're not Playboy. very... Like, the site is interesting. I, I've I, seen enough of, you know... Velvet Sky's right nipple that I don't need to see her in fucking Playboy. You haven't done anything interesting with knockout pictures since uh, Tax Snatch. What's this site? Uh, I don't even know. what I think it's just T- Impact Wrestling some, slash Knockout. There's a Knockout site. And yeah. it's like, they're all wrapped in saran wrap. I don't know what the fuck is with Lee Sal. Like, I don't know why he's like, let's uh, ha- put a deconstructed computer and you playing with an Xbox controller with, you know, no... Frontal clothing on. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's, Are you talking about the SoCal Val pictures? 
Yeah, SoCal Val. Don't you fucking talk bad about SoCal Val. She is an <laughs> angel, sir. So- she <laughs> is an angel. I'm not talking bad about SoCal Val. I'm talking about... You can talk about fucking what's her name all you want, but you don't ever malign the legendary SoCal Val. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on Pretty anything. Girls Wrestling is always is okay for me for a few minutes, but I'm just aghast that you can't bring yourself to call them women. They're divas, <laughs> no matter where they are. You're like walk around the mall, and you're like, look at that hot diva over there in the food court. They're not, they're not women oh, wrestlers. God, they're divas or knockouts. They're hardly even human. Okay, anyways, guys, this has been your... This is time to learn... No, no. What? Now, I have one last thing. Okay. WrestleFan and I made a deal. Oh? Oh, yes. In regards to, some, to, to some, some other wrestling that nobody watches. Yeah, nobody um, watches it. Yeah, what was the deal? What was I mean? I, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch 12 episodes of NXT. But what are you gonna watch? I'm gonna watch a full season of Arrested Development. Oh, the first season of Arrested Development. Uh, and I think it was uh, was it me and AJ or me and you and Riz? Who? I think Riz. Yeah. Um, I never said broke- two seasons, Riz. I said a season. Stop adding we- shit. Brokered, see, we brokered this deal knowing full well that WrestleFan, you're going to watch one season, realize that it's the best thing that's ever happened, mm-hmm. and f- just watch the other seasons. Yeah, that's gonna, and that's going to happen with you in NXT. That's, that's likely. Yeah, I, I got to say, you can feel free to skip all the uh, raw rebounds, too. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that makes it a little easier. You're not watching in a complete hour because I, it's like I didn't need I didn't need your permission for that. No, <laughs> that, that I'm just I'm just letting you know that you will be skipping like a quarter of the show because it's just recapping all the shit you've seen on all the other shows. Some of the recaps are good though. I like their uh, I like their uh, WrestleMania recap. But where I like, see them on every other fucking show. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one where did you see the one where it's like this is all of our NXT guys and what they did during WrestleMania weekend. Like they no. showed like okay, okay, I, did, I, did, I think that's the last stuff. show I was watching, and I need to catch up with that one. So. Yeah. So seriously, people, you shouldn't have to make bets with people to watch NXT. But we're gonna <laughs> do it anyways. I shouldn't have to make a bet for you to watch the best fucking show that's ever been on television, Arrested yeah. Fucking Development. I, but I, here we I was are. really going to watch it anyways. <laughs> Guys, but I really no, just want you to watch NXT so we can Shut stop up, making Russell jokes. Fan. You're full of shit. Hey. You want to fucking do comedy, you want to do improv, hey. you have to watch Arrested Matt, Development. Matt Carlin's golden. What, what did you learn from wrestling this week? Uh, I learned that I should be watching NXT. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I learned that Super Indie is coming up on June 15th. I'm going to be at Super Indie. There you go. So help me God, I got a new work schedule. My weekends will soon be mine again. And I will be at goddamn Super Indie. Take it back. Pennsylvania, just like 15 minutes down the road. Take it back. Damn the man. Stagger there. Damn the man. Papa Lunchbox, what'd you learn? I learned that Matt Carlin's is going to be at Super Indie. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. And I am going to also endeavor to go to Super Indie and bring Lady Lunchbox. LB, or I'm sorry, WrestleFan, WF? Uh, I learned that Zubaz are back. They are back, my friends. <laughs> I love that you just <laughs> discovered Zubaz. No, I, no, okay. <laughs> it makes me so, so happy. In two days, Sunday and Monday, I saw two people wearing Zubaz, one in person. Dude, you Sunday, I, I went to a Lucha Libre show and pro wrestling 
uh, Texas talent, Mr. Jack Jameson, was wearing Zubaz. Uh, was a, follow, follow Jack Jameson at Jameson's Beard. And uh, Ricardo busted out Zubaz on Raw, and it was amazing. Yo, I, Zubaz are coming back. Riz, no, Riz says that Zubaz never left. Uh, and I That's know I true. saw like five wrestlers walk around at him in, at, at WrestleCon. Uh, yeah. So it's like yeah. the fanny pack. That's like part the uniform. Of the whole... Yeah, Zubaz fanny pack. Am I missing anything, LB? Uh, white no, white I think, Nikes. I think snap real bracelets. Quick. White yeah, white Nikes. Yeah. Not, uh, oh, from... um, LB, real quick, let me. You should probably start calling Lady Lunchbox Diva Lunchbox. Diva Lunchbox. Yep. Yes. She is... Drink that cool She is into women's rights. She will not like that at all. I was going to say, she'll rip your dick off. She would react more favorably to me calling her Dr. Buttsnake than, uh, <laughs> than me calling her Diva Lunchbox. Wow. Huh. Uh, from the chat room, Bobby says he learned that Cesaro should uh, turn face after... Uh, doing Make-A-Wish in Switzerland. And uh, Mike learned that Ryback's new catchphrase should be, yip, 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 who's next? Yes. I also learned that uh, <laughs> Caitlin Stalker is, in fact, karma. Um, I thought that hat was, like, straight out of the Super Mario Brothers movie myself. Um, <laughs> and uh, I learned... Uh, I learned how much people think wrestling is real. I finally got to see some of the footage that will be on the next couple of days from RWA last, uh, where they follow the Ryans to the car. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait to edit this thing tomorrow. Um, anyways, with that, Matt Carlins, our friend in the mainstream media. Thank you so much, Sorg. I hope I didn't screw this up for myself. I'd love to be oh. back sometime, but not too soon. Okay. Back in my ivory tower now. Where's your blog? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? (laughs) Name's too long. 50 matches. uh, I'm now accepting suggestions for what I should rename my blog. Please send me your wrestling tropes and I will rename everything to something more simple. In the meantime, at Matt Carlin's. There you go. Get him and sometimes you'll find him on a uh, random vine from KDK. (laughs) It's been known to happen. Like, I don't know why. I'm like, oh, Kitty K is vining. And I was, I was like, wait, I know that guy. Uh, you know how so. long it took for us to put that together? Really? <laughs> she had that cell phone in my face like 15 times, me oh, trying to no. do this thing. Oh, no. New. 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 Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> vine, is, vine is internet code for torture. LB's <laughs> <laughs> at DJ Lunchbox, Yep, those are the things. And uh, thoughtfulriot.tumblr.com if you're a fan of uh, uh, Doctor Who Tumblr. or really random animal gifts. There you go. The WrestleFans at the WrestleFan and WrestleFanWrites.blogspot.com. I, I, I can never remember which of those services it's on. It's actually, I, it's .net. .net? It's the, no, it's not .net. It's .org. .com. He's a nonprofit. <laughs> it, and that is true. Donate I can make no profit. From writing about wrestling shows. At so. Sorgatron at Sorgatron.com. Sorgatronmedia.com for all things wrestling, tech, and other things going on. Whatever we're producing over there. Uh, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, <laughs> Blip TV, Roku, wrestling. YouTube. You can drop us a line at? 
Good, good times. Good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, 412-206-WMS0. Buy the app WMS Gold on your Amazon App Store or iOS App Store. This has been the show. Thank you, Kenny Pickett. Whoop. Kenny Pickett for that wonderful rendition of Elizabeth. Uh, earlier on the show, go check out his Kickstarter. And thanks to everybody uh, in the chat room, live.sorgatronmedia.com. You can join us here round about every Tuesday night at li- now 9 p.m. Eastern time till whenever the hell we're going to finish. Uh, whenever we get the show, whenever we get it right, right, Lunchbox? Exactly right. And we got the rights tonight. So with that, thanks everybody. Mayhem show out. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Wait for the